the ninth chapter of the book of Romans, verses 1 through 5, and it reads, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bear me witness in the Holy Ghost, that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption, and the glory, and the covenants, and the giving of the law, and the service of God, and the promises. Whose are the fathers, and of whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. Now, Paul's heart went out for his Jewish nation. He wanted every Jew to be saved. The nation of Israel is a special nation in the eyes of God. Paul explains in detail. Number one, the adoption. The adoption. This was national and pertained to the national entity and not to separate individuals. The only nation that God ever called his son is the nation of Israel. The second thing, the glory, the glory. This was the physical presence of God with them as manifested in the tabernacle and later in the temple. Number three, the covenants. God has made many covenants with Israel, which he has not made with any other nation. Number four, the law. The Mosaic law was given to the nation Israel. Number five, the service of God. This had to do with the worship of the tabernacle and the temple. They were to be a kingdom of priests. And this is clearly shown in Exodus chapter 19 and verse 6. Number six, the promises. The Old Testament has a long list of promises made to Israel. And number seven, the fathers. This refers primarily to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Paul wanted all of the Jews to be saved. All right, let's look at verses 6 through 16. Not as though the word of God had taken none effect, for they are not all Israel which are of Israel. Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac. For the children being not yet born, neither have done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that call it. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that will it, nor of him that run it, but of God that showeth mercy. Now, no one is to question the sovereignty of God. He does what he chooses to do. He shows mercy to who he decides to show mercy to. His favor rests on whom he chooses it to rest on. He accepts some and he rejects others. 
Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Now, the word hate here means reject. Someone may say, why did God reject Esau? It is easy to see why Esau was rejected. He was an ungodly fellow, filled with pride, and from him came a nation that wanted to live without God and turn their backs on him. Now, why did God love Jacob? God is sovereign, and he made his choice according to his sovereign will. All right, let's look at verses 17 through 24. For the scripture said unto Pharaoh, even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he harden it. Thou wilt say then unto me, Why doeth he yet find fault? For who had resisted his will? Nay, but, O man, who art thou that replies against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Had not the powder power over the clay, or the same lump, to make one vessel unto honor, and another unto dishonor? What if God, willing to show his wrath, and to make his power known, endured with much long-suffering the vessels of wrath, fitted to destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory, even us whom he had called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. Hmm? All like that. Now watch this. Paul is continuing his thought on the sovereignty of God. We're looking at the sovereignty of God. He gives an example of how God hardened the heart of Pharaoh. Then he combats the reasoning of natural thinking. The reasoning was this. If God hardened the heart of Pharaoh, why should he find fault with Pharaoh? Wasn't he accomplishing God's purpose? Paul answers with the example of the potter and the clay. The potter has power over the clay. The potter forms some clay for honorable uses and others for dishonorable uses. Now, if a human potter can do this, certainly the potter of all potters have the right to do what he wants to do with the clay, with humanity. Hallelujah. Look at verses 25. Through 33. As he said also in OC, I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, which was not beloved. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. Isaiah also cried concerning Israel, Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness, because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. And as Isaiah said before, except the Lord of Sabbath had left us a seed, we had been as Solomon and been made like unto Gomorrah. What shall we say then that the Gentiles which followed not after righteousness have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith? But Israel which followed after the law of righteousness had not attained to the law of righteousness. Wherefore? Because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law. For they stumbled 
at that stumbling stone. As it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Now, we see here that in Christ, there is no favorite race of people. He's no respecter of person. God chose the Jews, and he chose the Gentiles also. Only a remnant of both the Jews and Gentiles will be saved. God is just in all of his decisions, the ones we understand and the ones we don't.